Welcome, friends. You're listening to the Swears and Does Hair podcast for bridal hairstylists and makeup artists looking to take their business to new levels. Here we tackle topics such as mindset, finances, balancing business with motherhood, and healthy strategies to keep your body and mind supporting your business rather than holding it back. I'm your host, Sue Minsky, business coach for bridal hairstylists and creator of the Next Level Bridal Business Program. Thanks for joining me. I can't wait to dig into today's topic, so let's get started. Have you ever wondered what it would really mean for your business to have something you posted on Instagram go viral? What does it really take to go viral on Instagram with your posts? Does it need to be reels? Does it need to be relevant? Does it need to be trending audio? How do you find these things out? What makes a viral post actually successful for your business? And how does that translate to more followers and more followers translate to more sales. On today's episode, I'm doing a deep dive in my interview with Marissa Grace Artistry on all things Instagram, viral, and reels. So join me as we get started. Well, thank you everybody so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to introduce my next guest with you. Uh, It is Marissa from Marissa Grace Artistry. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so, so excited to go over our topic for today. But for uh, anybody who doesn't know who she is, um, I'd love for you to take a few seconds to kind of introduce yourself to the listeners. Well, first, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be a guest and be on your podcast. Um, So for anyone who doesn't know me, I am a bridal hairstylist specializing in buns and waves. I am from the New Jersey, like Southern New Jersey, Philadelphia area. I also specialize in education for business for bridal beauty pros. Um, And I kind of had made my way on Instagram with organic marketing through Instagram Reels. Awesome. Yes. And I think it was probably the impact that I saw you have with Reels that really kind of drew me initially to your account because I followed you for a while. I love your work. It's been really exciting to see your business kind of grow um, and your reach grow specifically on Instagram. Um, And so I wanted to bring you on and talk with you um, about your success with Reels because we were chatting beforehand before we started recording and I was saying, you know, I think a lot of people kind of get that sparkle in their eye of they want to go viral. They they see right. this as this amazing thing and that's their goal. And then if they don't, they feel frustrated and they feel discouraged. But I wanted to kind of find somebody who's, you know, specifically in our industry and talk about, well, what does that really mean? And what does that really entail? What do you actually have to do? Um, and whether that should be something that we all are aspiring to or whether it's like okay if it happens for me it's great here's what I can expect if that does happen right right so I feel like the first thing I want to tackle there is like people who have the sparkle in their eye and they're like should that be my goal should it be my goal on Instagram to go viral and personally like I 
First of all, I have been doing Instagram reels for a long time before I went viral Uh and I had no goal of wanting to go viral. Uh And the thought that like over 2 million people have seen my face is just weird. You know, like when you think about it, if you put like 20 people in a room, think about 20 people staring at you. Okay. Now think about 2 million people staring at you. It's like a little strange. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that that should be a goal because Instagram, you should, your goal should be organic traffic to book weddings for yourself. That should always be your goal and servicing your client. I don't feel personally, even since I've gone viral that like that was never my goal. Mm -hmm. It's never my goal to go viral with reels. Um, but since I have gone viral, um, there are some things that I think people don't, necessarily think of Uh like they just see like oh I'm gonna get you know maybe they think they're gonna get like branded sponsorships or they're gonna get Uh like products sent to their door I'm still waiting for those packages so (laughs) Kenra Schwartzcroft if you're on this no but like them in the post afterwards and be like all right come on where's my brand deal (laughs) right like I think when Instagram started that was like people's goal Uh like hairstylist goal like to go viral on Instagram and get like a branded sponsorship Mm -hmm. that's personally not one of my goals if it is someone perfect um but like i i just don't think that it should be somebody's uh goal yeah. i think that's more of like you have to take a look at your your instagram and go what are my goals for my business what is when i post exactly. what do i want this to do for my business do i want exactly. this to get me brand deals well then you want to be an influencer you don't want to do right. weddings and so we have to figure out, well, what is the intention behind what I'm posting? And then making sure that what we're posting is meeting that intention and, and supporting mm-hmm. that goal. And I think people kind of have these conflicting goals because they see people achieve success in different areas. And they're like, but I want it all. I want to be an educator, but I also want to do weddings, but I also want to be an influencer. And that's like, honey, you can't be all three. You, you have right. to kind of pick one. Uh, if you want to have multiple goals, then you should really kind of focus on having multiple Instagrams and then have those Instagrams um, towards those goals. So I I love that you kind of brought that up with the whole like people expect these brand deals and it's like, well, brand deals aren't going to bookie brides anyways. So exactly. I love how you said that. Like you put it perfectly. You have to have intention behind everything you're doing with your Instagram. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the positives? What are some of the, the ways that, you know, going viral and reels in general has positively impacted your business? What has it brought to you? Reels have really positively impacted my business. First and foremost, the, the fact that I'm on this podcast with you. Uh-huh. Like I feel so grateful that Uh, other people in the industry are recognizing my page and um, other opportunities like this. Mm -hmm. Like had I not been on reels, people like I was on another live with um, Renee Marie for her Mm -hmm. um, bridal education, which that was a great opportunity. So some of the positives is it's brought me opportunities with other people in the industry to network and do fun things like this. Mm -hmm. But also... um, since I am super into data, I got my data together for you. So I wanted to go over that a little bit because this is one of the most positive impacts I've had, which is my inquiries. I've gotten a lot more inquiries, um, from potential brides, Mm -hmm. um, 
such as I so I started doing reels right when they came out, mm-hmm. but I started doing reels in May of 2020 okay. um, with my face, mm-hmm. like showing up at like with my face and not just of clients. Uh-huh. It took me a while to get there. Yeah. I had a tiptoe. So my first viral reel was actually May 10th. And I realized I got like 300,000 views on that reel. So that was like, I know. And that was like the second reel I did with my face. Mm-hmm. So I was like, whoa, this is pretty impactful. And the amount of traffic that it drove to my website just from posting a reel because the reach is so loose mm-hmm. with the algorithm with reels. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to hit you with a little bit of data real quick because awesome. I think this is fun. And what, well, before you do that, what was the topic of that, that particular reel? <laughs> that's the funny thing the topic had like nothing to do with my services so it was a reel of um it was like kevin hart audio okay. and it was like uh oh what was it it was like when the mother of the bride something about like a mother of the bride actually said to me well what happens if you die or get oh, an accident I remember on the way that the reel. okay so i know exactly what reel you're talking about yes and i have gotten that question yes. so many times it's it's a head scratcher every time it's like well then i'll be dead what do you? Yeah, do you it's want? like, ma'am, <laughs> I will take care of myself first. But... You can come to my funeral, all right? That's what you do. Yes. That's what will happen. <laughs> yeah, so that was totally random, uh-huh. uh, spur of the moment. And that was the one that went viral for me, the very first mm-hmm. one. Um, but it's relatable. So that got... It's totally relatable. So, yeah. right. And I think it had that aspect yeah. of it. But I was also like, I'm not even kidding you, so nervous, like hands shaking to post uh-huh. it because I didn't want to be perceived the wrong way. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm really sarcastic and I think I'm funny, but exactly. <laughs> you know what uh-huh. I mean? But um, so that I posted on May 10th. That was like the second reel I posted with my face. Mm-hmm. It got 7,200 likes, 300,000 views. And so that was May. The month before, uh, April 21st to May 21st, just from Instagram alone, I only got like 69 inquiries for that okay. whole month. Then um, the next month, May 21st to June 21st, after that reel went viral, mm-hmm. it actually doubled. That's amazing. So it went up to 108. Like it almost pretty much doubled. So that is one of the hugest positive impacts I saw mm-hmm. that I wasn't really expecting. I was just trying to be funny on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and, now, and when the real went viral, my inquiries doubled. Yeah. So now let's talk about the quality of those inquiries. Um, were you finding that the quality was increasing, staying the same, or were there a lot of people who were sending you inquiries that weren't a good fit for your business? See, and that's the other funny thing. So I was also testing that out. I wanted to see where are they coming from. If I'm doing reels and I'm getting reach from, you know, people all over the world, you know, UK, Australia, Mm -hmm. things like that, or just like different types of people, I wanted to see the kind of people that were filtering in. And once I started really honing in on the types of uh, content pieces I was doing within my reels, I, I really saw people that were more of a perfect fit for my business, That's awesome. like for, for my um, weddings. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wasn't seeing people who were coming from all over. They were from my local area. Um, and also my inquiries I felt were, it's funny, like when I read like the little messages they leave, uh-huh. it's always like, I love your reels. I absolutely love XYZ hairstyle that you do. Like they were more quality leads for me because they were 
I felt like they were doing more research on me. Mm-hmm. They find me on a reel, but then they go through my page and then they're like, oh my gosh, she's perfect for me. And they're like, they like pick up on my vibe I put out. I uh-huh. feel like they're, they're, they were like so excited and like, oh my God, I hope you're available. Like that's what I started seeing in my inquiries once I started posting more reels. That's awesome. Pe- yeah. yeah. And I think reels is a really – uh, amazing and, and beneficial tool. It's this great opportunity to showcase, like exactly like you said, your personality and your vibe because so many people right. focus on the pretty hair or the pretty makeup and those type of things that they offer when that is just really such a fraction of what we do and what, what we're charging for. We're charging Absolutely. so much for our experience and being able to showcase, hey, this is who I am. Are we a good fit? Reels is a great mm-hmm. opportunity to do that. Um, and right. I think you also do a lot of other little things to help support that as well um, so that when your reel gets you that reach, all the other things that you're doing are, are, are building upon that and filtering so that the people who are seeing you that are a good fit are continuing to move forward. So I really love how you – take your guides and you put your guides out there. And I know that you had kind of done like a caption where you had talked about, you know, starting doing the guides. And at first you were like, nobody else is really doing this. And you felt nervous, you know, about mm-hmm. putting it out there and and talking that way and, and putting this information. And I think it was a brilliant, brilliant move on your part because it is now automating a portion of your business and filtering out those people who aren't a good fit because they're going to see you on those reels. That's going to get that reach. It's going to, it's going to put that sparkle in their eye of, Hey, this, this chick is awesome. She's cool. She's fun. Let me know more. And then you don't just let it stop there. You're now providing quick and easy access to get way more information and to then to kind of self-filter themselves through your process. Whereas a lot of people kind of just put it out there and expect that exposure is going to turn into sales for them and they're not continuing mm-hmm. to build value and provide value. And then they're like, well, why aren't people inquiring or why aren't the right people inquiring? And it's like, well, because you just expected the real to do all the work for you. There's so many other moving parts and so many other pieces that really have to continue that effect. Otherwise, you're just going to get this like rush of exposure and then it's going to quickly fizzle out for you. So I want. Exactly. And I love, can I just say, it's like you're in my brain. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, you're like putting out the strategy because you're, you're absolutely right. Like everything that I do is very strategic and intentional, Mm -hmm. especially with my Instagram. So like, I'm not someone who's just going to post reels to post reels. I do it for exactly how you were describing for the reach. Mm -hmm. And then somebody's going to go and filter through my funnel that I have in place. So they're going to go through and find my guides, which like you totally hit the nail on the head. Like I said, it was very nerve wracking to do something Mm -hmm. that nobody else is doing. But it has positively impacted my business on an entirely unreal level. So I'm so happy I pushed through. The discomfort. Yeah. And I think it's that's important that you say that, that you pushed through the discomfort because I think a lot of people, when it comes to the business side of things, um, hit that wall of this is uncomfortable, this is new, so this must not be right. And we get scared right. and we're like, but what mm-hmm. if people 
think I'm weird? What if people make fun of me? What if I'm the first person to do this? And it's like, well, look at what would have happened, you know, or think about what would have happened if you hadn't, you know, if you had just gotten all this exposure from these reels, but you hadn't done anything else to support that, you know, would your business probably be where it is today? Who knows, you know, but you did the uncomfortable thing. You took that chance, you took that step and now it is paying off for you. So I think it's a really good lesson to kind of point out, um, and, and hopefully people take home that it's okay. It's okay to do the uncomfortable things because that's where growth happens. If everybody did the comfortable, nobody would be more successful from everybody else. We'd all just be on this one flat playing field. Exactly. And I totally agree that like my philosophy, I think that entrepreneurship is pushing past that discomfort Mm -hmm. because it's growth is extremely, extremely uncomfortable doing something new, throwing yourself off on that deep end outside of your comfort Mm -hmm. zone. You're going to be uncomfortable every step of the way. Every new thing I've done on Instagram, I've probably cried about it to my boyfriend, my mom, like, should I do this? (laughs) Is this the right thing? I feel like as entrepreneurs and a lot of other bridal beauty pros I talk to, we need a lot of reassurance because there's so much that goes into a business Mm -hmm. that we don't know anything about and we don't see other people doing. Mm -hmm. So we're like, is it okay? Is it the right move? You know what I mean? Yeah. It is. It's the right move. Push past it. And that's one of the reasons why like I wanted to start my coaching business and go into education because I saw an opportunity in the marketplace and I was like, nobody really talks about business. Everybody talks about pretty shit. Here's how to do an updo. Here's how to do this. Here's how to do this makeup look. And there's really not even a whole lot of makeup educators. Everybody is like, I'm going to show you how to do updos. And it's like, that's awesome. That's amazing. It's, It's a really important piece. You need to know how to do that. But that style might be out of style in two, three years from now. And people don't want that. If you understand the basics of doing good updos, yes, you can continue to be creative. And that's where your artistry comes in. But the business side of the things is what makes like you people like cry, you know, that makes it, it makes people right. feel vulnerable, that makes people feel mm-hmm. scared. And it was like nobody really talks about how to overcome that and how to push through that. And so I was like, you know what, maybe I'll talk about that because I feel like I'm a pretty decent hairstylist and a pretty decent makeup artist, but I've always been like, my area of genius is like the business side of things. Like I've always been able to just be like, okay, cool. How am I going to overcome that? Here's three different strategies. (laughs) Let me test and I just try shit. Like that's just always been my thing. Like I started my business because I bought an airbrush machine um, and then booked a booth at a bridal show two weeks later and, and like literally taught myself how to airbrush while demoing on people at a that. bridal show. And I was like, okay, I quit my job. I'm pregnant with another baby. I just spent a thousand dollars on this airbrush machine and like $700 on this bridal booth. I have no opportunity to fail. And so right. I've always just been like, oh, here, look, a deep end. Let me jump in. And just like that's mm-hmm. how every iteration of my business has always kind of grown. So I was like, maybe I can kind of help other people see that deep end and be like, I'm going to jump in too because this person can be my lifesaver. <laughs> this, this person For can sure. be floaty. <laughs> Are we the same? Per- that's literally my exact mindset. I think we all have to be a little bit like, let's go in that deep end. Uh-huh. For me, it's like, let me say uh, one, two, three, go and do it. Hit post, do whatever, yeah. you know, start the business, quit your job. I have I, I don't think of consequences. <laughs> yeah. I always just think of myself like if I don't give myself an opportunity to fail, I can't fail. 
because you know exactly like, it was like okay I have a second kid on the way where we literally bought a house a week before he was born uh you know I went into labor because I fell down the stairs <laughs> when the cable oh guy, yeah like literally the cable guy came to install the cable upstairs in the master bedroom and as I was walking down the stairs I was you know 38 39 weeks pregnant and I lost my balance and I slid and I landed really hard on my tailbone and slid down the stairs and that's what started labor you know so it was just yeah. like you know I, I fell into yeah, it I literally have fallen into so many different <laughs> areas of my life where it was like okay I want to have another baby boom now I'm pregnant and then it was kind of like wait why did I really not think this through you know like <laughs> uh, I'm buying a house having a baby and starting a new business all at once okay no there's no options mm -hmm. for failure I can't I can't let myself get in my own head and say well what if this doesn't work out I have to be like well I don't have a room for it to not work out so exactly gotta figure this out and so I've always when opportunity presents itself mm -hmm. to to me or like when opportunity presents itself to you I feel like that's just like the universe saying hey you need to try this. Yeah. And I never say no to opportunities. Like, I'll be honest, doing a podcast, uh -huh. that makes me very nervous and anxious. But I was like, I'm not going to say yep. no to an opportunity. I feel like when things are presented to you, it's for a reason, uh -huh. you know? Absolutely, 100%. So hopefully, if anybody takes anything away from this podcast today is that you're not alone. It's, you know, like, <laughs> yes. there are other people out there like us that are just like, hey, deep end, let's jump. Yeah, exactly. So, um. I wanted to um, ask you, I've seen you hinting at some new things on the horizon for the education side of things. And I know you recently reopened your one-on-one. -on -one. Um, can you mm -hmm. share any of what your upcoming plans are for that with us? You know, I just, I'm a big visionary uh -huh. and I, I just always have a vision mm -hmm. and now that vision is big and it's scary. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a, a vision and a plan of wanting to get into the business education side of things. Awesome. Um, but you know, my life just kind of didn't plan up that way for this year. Okay. So I'm going to have to push it to next gotcha. year okay. because I've had so many other things come yeah. up. Um, but I did just open, uh, I did just get keys for my own bridal I studio. That. that looks awesome. I'm excited to see you, how you put it all together. Thank you. So I'm so excited for it, but it's, um, definitely something that I needed and want it to be able to get more into the education side mm -hmm. of things. Mm -hmm. I am hoping to be able to expand on that more and expand on my YouTube channel, which I feel, um, was something I wanted to bring to our industry because mm -hmm. I feel like people go there for educational advice, but we really don't have anyone, mm -hmm. um, in our industry that does like guidance or anything like that. So I'm really hoping to take that on and do more videos this year, but definitely have some things up my sleeve for bridal, uh, bridal hair and makeup artist um, education for the business side of things, awesome. such as like Instagram marketing, um, and just how to attract like your ideal client using organic traffic on Instagram. Perfect. I think that is going to be awesome for you. And I'm so excited. Even though it's the same things Thank that you. I talk about and I teach, there is more than enough opportunity out there. I'm a whole like community over competition kind of person. Me that, too. That I think there are, there are definitely some people who are less like that, who are, are in our industry that unfortunately I've run into who kind of have this like... I lift myself up by putting other people down kind of mindset. And I'm like, that's just, that's oh. just so old school. It's just so bullshit. Like, 
It is so old school. And that's so funny you say that because let me tell you, if anyone listening to this podcast is someone who feels is like someone who grew up yeah, I feel like you're the same age as me. I'm 30. I'm a little older. I, <laughs> it's you're 30 to me. <laughs> I love um, 30. <laughs> exactly. But like I feel like when we were in salons, if you ever worked in a salon, it was like you do not share any information mm-hmm. with anyone. Everyone is your competition. Oh, yeah. And I am I am not that person. Yeah. There is way more than enough to go around. And I feel like that's how you should be in our industry. Yeah. You know? Like the whole the concept of like do they have rising tide society near where you are in Tuesdays together I've heard of that okay, yeah, yeah yeah so there's rising tide society and the whole mindset behind it is a rising tide lifts all boats yes. and so it's like if you go out there and you make all of these positive impacts on your industry then everybody who is making a positive impact helps to lift everybody else up and it helps to lift the industry um, as a whole. And so a thousand yeah, percent. So I think that that's like where we kind of have to come together and be like, well, if we all start teaching the same positive message and putting these things out there, then we help everybody succeed. And then everybody has a more beneficial, um, successful business. And, you know, my approach is going to be different than your approach which is going to be different from another person's approach. And that's the same thing with like hairdressing, like at the mm-hmm. end of the day, the hair is only a small fraction of it. You know, anybody can give you balayage highlights, but what is your experience sitting in that person's chair going to be like? What is your experience leading up to the appointment going to be like? What is your experience after that appointment going to be like? Like, yeah, you can go and you can get good hair anywhere. And it's the same thing for when brides book us. You know, Mm -hmm. my hairstyles might be exactly the same as the person down the street. Well, why is someone going to pick me over that other person? And it has absolutely nothing to do with price. Right. And let me tell you right now, because I've had some uh, client conversations lately Uh that touched on this exact subject, like that happens every day. Like our clients have so much choice out Mm -hmm. there. There is an abundance of choice. And even though like people will find me on Instagram and, you know, they'll, they'll see my work and everything. And they might be like, okay, she's a great fit. They're also taking my profile and comparing it with other people who are local to me. Mm -hmm. And I had a very interesting conversation with a bride on the phone. She wanted to talk on the phone. I'm like, okay. Um, which I don't really like to do, but that's me either. So we talked on the phone and she's like, so let me just ask you. So like, why should I choose? She literally asked me, why should I choose you over someone else? And I was like, uh, I was like totally dumbstruck. Uh-huh. Like, how do I respond to this question? I was like, well, interview? Like- literally she was interviewing me and that's what brides are doing, uh-huh. whether you are aware of it or not. Yeah. They are interviewing you for the position of taking on their wedding hair or their wedding makeup for the day. Like they want to know how you're going to serve them and all that. So just be prepared. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's really important that everything that we put together out in our digital space helps to answer as many of those questions prematurely as possible so that we, For we, sure. we waste less time and we waste less effort, um, you know, having to have those conversations in person and, and stuff like that, if we can. 
if we can. That's my yeah. goal. Because yes. I'm, I'm not a phone person either. And a lot of people are like, phone consults, phone consults, phone consults. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Like, no, thank you. Why do they still have questions? You yes. know, what, are, what are you doing that you're not answering their questions for them? They, sh- they should be able to scroll on their phone at 2 a.m. and get their questions answered. Like if you, they should. If, if you have to have a conversation to sell your value to people, and that comes into like what I talk about when I teach people about pricing. Like if you have to have a conversation with somebody to sell your value, your marketing is off. You're not reaching the right people. Or there's... Or they're just lazy, which you'll get those people that just don't read. That's true. There's gonna be a, there's gonna be a fraction of those people who are just never gonna read. You're gonna put anything and everything out there, yeah. and they're just gonna ignore it. And they're it's gonna just be like there are people who don't even read their contracts. They just click and they just sign, right. and then afterwards <laughs> you're like, well, per your contract, it says, yeah, this. you know. So there's always gonna be those kinds of people. But if you have a large fraction of you know your inquiries who are, are repeating the same processes, that's when an opportunity for you to take a step back and be like, hmm, I keep running into this. What can I do to kind of fix that and make this easier for them and in turn make this easier for me? How can I make this an easier yes for them? Thousand percent agree. Totally agree. So um, before we wrap things up today, I want to know um, what is your biggest tip for artists when it comes to developing an Instagram strategy uh, for marketing their bridal business? I absolutely love this question. And let me tell you, thinking of one tip is truly hard. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. It's so multifaceted. There is no one quick answer, but. There is no one quick answer. And I think that's something important to say before I give the one tip is that there is no quick fix. Mm -hmm. There's no quick fix for a marketing strategy, for an Instagram strategy. There is no quick, this is how you're going to get to 20K followers. This is how you're going to get, you know, bridal bookings. What it really comes down to is patience, consistency, discipline, Mm -hmm. and creating habits. It is a habit for me to go on Instagram. It is a habit for me to post on my stories. Those things are habitual for me. I didn't start out posting every single day. I didn't start out being on my stories every single day. I think building up a habit is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, and also something that I think would be a is my biggest tip to develop an Instagram marketing strategy mm-hmm. would be to take yourself out of it. Yeah. Everything on your Instagram has a- and and within any marketing strategy has absolutely nothing to do with you and it has everything to do with your client. If you look at my Instagram, mm-hmm. if you look at the overall picture of my content and my captions and things, I take myself out of it. I may have some posts where I talk about myself, but Uh the majority of it is client focused. Mm -hmm. One of the things that helped me get my Instagram to where it is today was having my ego take a backseat. I was like, listen, sister, we need to have a conversation. And, you know, I invested in courses and I was like, wait a minute. I keep talking about myself here. This has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Once I made that mindset shift, I mean, it was like night and day. Yeah. The inquiries started rolling in steady or slow, but steady, yeah. you know, and it was more quality people that were coming to me because people on your Instagram or potential brides that are trying to find you, they don't care about you and your weekend and things like that. Yep. They, they just don't, they don't care about that yeah. yet. You know, maybe once you build that relationship, because let's not forget Instagram is a platform 
uh, based on algorithms. Mm -hmm. And what does that algorithm favor? It favors three things, recency, relationships, and relevance. Mm -hmm. Relationships is really big. You know, you need to build that relationship first. And when you're building a relationship, you're not going to build a solid foundation if it's all about you. Exactly. You need to make it about them. So I think that would be my biggest tip is let your ego take a back seat Mm -hmm. and make it all about your client. Yeah. One of the big things that I learned like in, in hair school and, and things afterwards was when you're having a conversation with somebody, the person who does the most talking is the person who feels like the conversation went more successfully. Yes. So if you are making it always about yourself, then your person isn't feeling like that was a successful interaction. And so mm-hmm. the, the, you you really start to lose trust with your audience and with people. Right. Like, yes, it's nice to showcase, hey, here's what I'm doing on the weekend and stuff like that. But put that shit in like your highlights like or in your right. in your stories, you know, and have like a highlight of like, hey, here's about me. What are a few key pieces of your personality that help to define who you are and may, you know, reach the right people? And there's, there's really um, – strategic ways to infuse personality in who you are so that they can relate to you and and build that relationship without always talking about yourself and without always being like, here's what I did today and here's my drinks and here's my yoga and here's my routine. And it's like, (laughs) again, it's like, do you want to be an influencer or do you want to book weddings? You have to showcase, well, here's wedding related. Like here's what I can do for you when it comes to your wedding. So I think that that tip is – is so important because I think a lot of people kind of miss miss the mark when it comes to that. I look through people's Instagram sometimes and I'm like, okay, if I was doing an audit of your Instagram, <laughs> here's what I would tell you to take off. Here's what I would tell you to archive right now. Here's what I would tell you to change right now. Yes. And let me tell you that the reason why I came up with that answer was because I recently did a post. I'm not going to say which Uh one, but I did a post and it was something geared for bridal stylists and makeup artists for business stuff. Uh And people were clapping on it and agreeing with it. And I was like, let me go and see and audit their Instagram, which I do sometimes. Mm -hmm. People who comment that are in the industry, I'll go and audit their Instagram. And I'm like, okay, they clapped, but they're not doing it. Exactly. Exactly. Their content is you focused. That is the biggest mistake I see bridal beauty pros making with their Instagram Mm -hmm. or any marketing strategy. It is all about them. Yeah. And if you're using the word I or my or things like that, you need to remove it. It is all about what your client needs to hear Mm -hmm. in order for you to attract them in. That's what your marketing strategy should be about. It's about attracting them in through your Instagram content. They should be able to look at any posts that you put and put your put themselves in that person's place and if you're if you're focusing on you well they don't want to be you they want to be your bride and so they need to be able to see themselves in that role for you to be effectively drawing them in as a client versus being like hey let's be besties because yeah people aren't going to pay you to be your bestie they're going to pay you to do their hair so Right. Awesome. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It was so awesome chatting with you. And I hope that our listeners um, got a lot of valuable information. Before I have you sign off, can you share for the people who aren't familiar with you where they can find you online um, and how they can connect with you for more information? 
Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast. I really appreciate the opportunity to be on your podcast. I'm so excited for where you're going. Um, But people can find me on Instagram at Marissa Grace Artistry. And you can also find me on YouTube at Marissa Grace Artistry for more information. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for today. Thank you everybody for listening and have a wonderful rest of your day today. Wow, we covered so much information in today's episode. I hope you got a whole lot of information to help you with building your presence on Instagram, specifically with Reels. And I hope you really enjoyed today's guest interview with Marissa. She was a fantastic guest. Now, if you are wondering about how to handle and organize the influx of inquiries that you get from going viral or expanding your reach on Instagram, I highly recommend HoneyBook. So keep listening because I have a little bit of information and a special offer for you on how to use HoneyBook for your business. Are you feeling overwhelmed with the daily inbox tasks needed to keep your bridal business running smoothly? Do you struggle to keep all your emails, files, contracts, and invoices organized and your brides on a schedule for payments and prep before the wedding day? Do you find it frustrating and time-consuming communicating with your bride's vendors and following up for photos or reviews? Well, then you need a CRM system, my friend. A client relationship management system will help save you hours of your time and grow your relationships with your brides and her vendors so that you can turn your past brides into the ultimate referral machine. HoneyBook is my preferred system and I have been using it for years. I'm sure you've heard of it by now as it's one of the top CRMs in the bridal industry today. Maybe you've tried it before but found the system for setting it up time consuming or complicated. Well, I've got just the solution for you. I've created the perfect training to walk you through step-by-step how I set up my HoneyBook backend to keep me organized, optimized, and automated so that I'm saving so much time running my bridal hair and makeup business and seriously upgrading my client experience. Head to www.swearsanddoeshair.com slash HoneyBook for information on how you can access this training as well as an amazing offer to get started with HoneyBook yourself. I'm even sharing my entire email series templates with you so you can not only wow your brides from first contact, but also get your HoneyBook up and running even faster. Use coupon code PODCAST at checkout and save 50% off the training for a limited time. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you feel empowered, knowledgeable, and capable of handling anything that your business throws your way. Don't forget to subscribe to get access to new episodes as they are released each week on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Love today's episode? Let me know. Leave me a review and tell me what your biggest takeaway was from the conversation. Have a request for a future topic or someone you'd like to hear me interview? Find me on Instagram at beautybizcollective and drop me a DM. And if you're hungry for more actionable content to help you grow your bridal business, go to www.swearsanddoeshair.com slash bookmorebrides to sign up for my free on-demand training and learn how to book better quality brides faster, easier, and with less stress.